From CICK Smithers Community Radio and CICK News, this is Loud and Clear. Loud and Clear is a podcast about voices we haven't heard enough from during this worldwide pandemic, people in long-term care facilities. How is isolation affecting their mental health? What message do they have for people experiencing anxiety and stress during this time? And does this isolation bring up memories from the past? Well, it's different, you know, like, um, sort of reminds me of a a residential school. Loud and Clear is a two-part series hosted by me, Pam Hassan, and created for CICK Smithers Community Radio News Program. We are broadcasting from the unceded Gittendem Territory, home of the Wet'suwet'en Nation. Anxieties have been mounting since the World Health Organization deemed COVID-19 a worldwide pandemic and in Canada, states of emergency were declared provincially from coast to coast. Here in BC, we took it seriously, shutting down non-essential businesses, First Nations communities, and remote locking down entrance to their towns and communities, and then closing public spaces such as parks and trails. For most of us, our news sources, social media, and Zoom calls have been riddled with stories of COVID-19 experiences. But what I haven't heard so much of is the effect this has had on our most vulnerable. Where are the voices from long-term care facilities and retirement homes? I wanted to ask those people what their message was. What do they want to send out into the world, especially in a time when life is getting back to normal-ish for the rest of us and they still need to remain on lockdown? This podcast is for those in isolation who need to hear, it will be all right. This is Loud and Clear. I want you to meet Douglas. Douglas Sebastian is 76 years old and turned 77 on June 24th. He has lived at Skeena Place for more than 10 years. Uh, Douglas Sebastian, 76. I'll be 77 in June 24th. Oh, but well, it's hard to say. 15 years, 10 years. I guess I'm a little bit of used to uh, uh, going to a place like this and uh, getting stayed in my room all the time, you know, not going anywhere. While Douglas has experienced feeling displaced and lonely before, leading up to the COVID-19 shutdowns of long-term care facilities in March, he would take the bus to Smithers for visits with family and to run his errands. But he spoke about the long-term effects of isolation and the real parts of life he's missing out on. Yeah, that's uh, what I want to talk about too. People that missed, uh, died during the, when we stayed home. There's no funeral for them. Some of my best friends. Yeah, some of the, my friends that. Uh, that passed away, that I met him in 1949. And uh, a lot of them that passed away. I was five years old when I met them. So the last one was uh, Fanny Smith. She passed away just about a month ago or so. And... uh, I didn't know she was the one that uh, passed away until a few hours later. 
but she's, she's the one that died. And uh, so there was not too many people that to go see her. I don't know how they work it out, though, that she was a real good friend of mine. You know, that when she passed away. Douglas kept a busy social life before COVID, going to Skeenamall, Zelkant Friendship Center in Smithers, and the Giddenmax Health Center for an elders' lunch and crafts on Tuesdays. Well, I missed going to Smithers. I got grandkids there, too. And uh, I would go shopping, i get a haircut, and uh, I'd go to uh, a native drop-in center. That's where I go at the Friendship Center. And uh, I go there for a while, and then I go over and catch, uh, wait for the bus outside. Mostly shopping and, you know, sit around and have coffee all day. Yeah, that's uh, mostly the, the one things I like to talk about is that, uh, you know, like not too much, just uh, uh, staying home, you know, and uh, not going out and uh, 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 missing people that passed away. Well, it's different, you know, like, um, sort of remind me of a, a residential school just toward the end, I guess. Well, it's sort of like uh, staying in bounds. Can't go out of bounds or going anywhere else. Doug Sebastian is one of those adults whose childhood was stolen from him by separation and trauma at the hands of the Canadian government in the 20th century. The woman he mentions, Fanny Smith, was a girl he met at Port Alberni. The residential school system was funded by the Canadian government's Department of Indian Affairs and administered by Christian churches. The school system was created for the purpose of removing Indigenous children from the influence of their own culture and assimilating them into the dominant Canadian culture to, quote, kill the Indian in the child. In 1949, he was sent to Port Alberni Residential School, just north of Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. Doug was taken by train to Prince Rupert, then a boat to Vancouver Island, Nanaimo, and finally, Port Alberni Residential School. He was five years old at that time. He was born in Kispiox and was living with his great-grandparents and his siblings. Doug was the oldest. I wanted to know what Douglas was like as a child. What was normal to him before his fifth birthday? Yeah, because I did a lot of writings when I was in Kispiox. When I was a kid, ride lots of, uh, ride around a lot of places, go out in the fields. And uh, see lots of bears out there. We had ponies. And, uh, well, then I, I go far as to where I go, and then I turn around, come back to Kispiox, and, uh, and then I uh, 
พุทธสารุเวนในในฮกับเอวิสิงอันเนเลนในอีกต่อหอยสุดรูปร่องวอเตอร์จุ่มกินจุ่มกวอเตอร์นั่นไงกินสมุกนี่นั่นไงนั่นไง take him out where the rest of the horse are then I let him go yeah cause I'll uh, feed him before I let him go so he was okay when I left so uh, and uh, I let the two horses go when they went out on a wagon road to uh, See the fields, and then uh, we on. Uh, when then uh, when we uh, took took the houses off, and then uh, uh, put them away, hang them up, and then uh, my grandfather told me to water the horses, and then take them out to. Uh, Uh, place where the other horses are, and uh, I didn't know someone came over me. Uh, someone that made me feel that was, would have been my last uh, time with those horses. You know, I was sad. Someone, something happened to me when I was letting them go. So I don't know. It uh, makes me feel that I'll never see them again. And that's how I felt when I let those horses go. Uh, when I did let them go, uh, you know, uh, 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 I was happy for them and uh, uh, that they're free and. Uh, And uh, some, uh, you know, you know, I was five years old that time, and um, I didn't know that it was my last time I was going to see them. Yeah, so uh, when I let them go, and uh, so I went home, and uh, I don't know how, why, how I. Feel sad about that. So the next thing I know, uh, uh, I end up going to residential school. I had a good life till I was five. They shipped me to Port Alberni, and that's how I met uh, Fanny Fanny Smith. That's how I met her. I stayed at their place overnight. And then they shipped me out to Rupert, and then the boat to Vancouver, and then uh, from Vancouver to Nanaimo, and then uh, and then uh, to Port Alberni. That's how I ended up in Port uh, Residential School. Doug doesn't speak too much about his time in Port Alberni, 
not in specifics at least. When he left residential school in 1959 at the age of 15, he had to help his family back home in Kispiox and then returned to Nanaimo to attend high school. I imagine him at that age, 15 to 17, a strong young man who's experienced separation and displacement during his formative years. Doug tells me he was strong, fit, and fast. He was talked into trying out for the football team in high school because of his physique, but didn't like the sport because of the violence. And uh, I didn't come home until I was 17, 15, 15 years old when I came home. So I went, I went, I went back to school in the Nanaimo when I left for a, uh, when I left uh, Kispiax, and uh, so uh, I was surprised that I, I played football there, and I didn't know a thing about that game. So uh, the people in Kispiax told me, why don't you go to school and uh, learn how to play football? might keep your mind off the residential school. But uh, the thing is, uh, I went to play football, and I only got sore all over me, you know, from getting tackled. So it didn't help me out too much. He returned to the Valley after high school to help care for his aging grandparents, where his life improved when he met his first wife and they began a family. Uh, I had to, uh, um, well, I didn't know what to do, because, uh, because, uh, I had to help, uh, Fanny was getting old that time. I had to help her to her bed, or help her to go to, uh, uh, you know, like on a chair sit down. When they both, Jacob and Fanny Morrison passed away, I I stayed there for two years and then I, that's where I met my wife, my first wife. We got three girls. So uh, when we got that first daughter, we were lucky we had a a lady from uh, 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 St. Paul in the hospital uh, taught us how to change diapers and everything, how to feed them, well, what to feed them with. We did pretty good there. So we, now the, the second, first one was, was, was we're learning how to look after babies, and uh, and the second one was easier, and the third one was a lot easier. Well, it's uh, learning. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, though. You know what? Learning how to look after babies. You know, like uh, I didn't know nothing much about babies. Uh, even my my wife didn't know anything much about babies too, because she was about 
two hours younger than me. Doug is a proud father of three girls. He put his kids through college by logging. That's all. Yeah, that's how I put all my kids through college. Uh, I pay for everything that uh, they need for training course. Because my grandkids, my kids, uh, they're all grown up now. So uh, they all got good jobs and uh, my three girls, got good jobs. They can teach the kids when they're not in school. And uh, when they in the school stores open up again, all they have to do is get a test to jump two, two grades up over. Every one of them, I hope every one of them does. They get a test and uh, and then uh, they'll go to, like, if he was in grade five or four, grade, grade five, and then they go to grade seven. Through all of this, Doug holds his family near to him, celebrating his daughter's successes in work and life, and his voice really lit up when he started talking about his grandchildren. Grandkids love me, too. I'm just happy to see them every time I see them. When they, when they heard I was in the, when I was, when they heard me, I, I was at the door. They all run down the stairs, come to see me. They, they all yell, Grandpa here, Grandpa here. And, uh, that's how I missed them, eh? Because I haven't seen them. The ones in Smithers uh, haven't seen them for three months. That's how long I would stay at home. Yeah, I don't know what they think when they, when I don't see them for a long time. I called Doug about a month after we spoke, on his 77th birthday, actually, to touch base and to see how he's doing now that restrictions on travel in the valley have relaxed. He was enjoying a lovely morning on his birthday. It was a bright, sunny day in Skeena Place, hot enough to open the window, he said. Since we spoke, he has been able to go visit his daughter, Melody, and even got to be there when she was hosting a baby shower for her fourth child. He told me he had to leave, saying it was too many women there. I guess that old rooster in the hen house can't always be envied. His demeanor was upbeat and even cracked a joke about square dancing for his birthday. I can't thank Skeena Place enough for letting me interview Doug Sebastian. His story stuck with me, and in fact, I found this episode pretty hard to edit because it's personal and sad at times. But Doug has found joy in his life with his daughters and grandkids and is able to take the bus to Smithers and even Terrace to pick up his social life right where he left it. Or as close to right where he left it as any of us can get. Thanks for listening to episode two of Loud and Clear, Doug Sebastian. Stay tuned to CICK and follow us online for more Loud and Clear. As always, 
This has been Smithers Community Radio from beautiful Smithers, British Columbia.